Hey guys, welcome to the show. You're listening to the Bella Italy podcast. Capita di rimanerci male per una discussione di non avere sulle cose. Everybody, we're back around again. This is Brian and uh, sidekick <laughs> co-host and my boss <laughs> Anthony. How you doing today, my friend? Sidekick, and you had to throw the boss in there because if, if you said I'm just sidekick, it it's out. Like a, <laughs> I feel like Lou Costello. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Our demographic may get that. Curly Howard. <laughs> really showing the demographic. Yeah, it's true, right? Let me. I can't even think of a demographic. Everyone that, that so. understood that reference, please raise your hand. Yeah. Okay, that's half the audience. George Costanza. I guess George Costanza. <laughs> So, yes, good to see you, Brian. Um, holds things over there in Sicily this week. How's uh, Miss Miss Etna doing for you? Oh, she's uh, she's violent. <laughs> she's uh, she's been erupting. That's a good thing, though. You know, when she's letting off steam, then we know. Mm. Uh, you know, she's not. It's not pressure building up under the surface. So nothing to be afraid. Like of. any Italian. And the Italian lady in Italy, right? (laughs) Well, I don't want to drill too down, too far down into that. We'll just leave that. That's a different segment. (laughs) That's a different podcast. We get a lot of hate mail. (laughs) Um, So, need I remind you about our demographic? (laughs) Yes. All our moms are going to digress. Okay. All right. (laughs) What are we? What are we talking about? So, if you're just joining us, uh, we are. Now, uh, headlong into season number three. Finally, we've been waiting uh, a while for th- for this one to come back around. So excited to uh, to be going through some of this. If you listen to the last episode, which is the first in this series, then you heard that we're talking about a ten day plus itinerary, ten day minimum itinerary basing out of or at least starting in certain gateway type cities around Italy. And we're excited to explore some of this. Um, uh, you know, we, we, di- we discussed at length last time about why 10 days? Why do we need at least 10 days? And we alluded a lot to Rome. And so on this episode, we want to get really into Rome and not just exploring Rome as a city and how we use Rome to our advantage, but then also talking about some excursions even outside of the city itself, which I think is particularly uh, particularly fun. So Rome, yeah, um, kind of a, a love-hate relationship with a lot of people, depending on who you talk to. Uh, you you made a comment that stood out to me last time, and I think it's worth dragging that <laughs> kicking and screaming into this episode as well, which was if you hear somebody say or when you hear somebody say, well, uh, I, I, I went to Rome and I don't think I'd want to go back. They probably didn't experience Rome. They experienced mm-hmm. a certain side of it. Uh, there was some friction. It, it's a little abrasive. It's big. It's it's gaudy. It's rowdy. It, you know, it it can be a lot of different things. It's a tourist trap wrapped in candy. Um, but you know, all, all of that being true, there's this whole other side about Rome. Um, you know, it, it's the Eternal City. It's full of art and history. It's good food. It's lots and lots and lots of things. To do, and so it it is a true global city on par with the likes of Paris, London, New York, etc. And so mm-hmm. that that being said, what do you think is is you know the perspective of those that have been to Rome, but they didn't maybe necessarily like it? They wouldn't go back. What what did they not get that? they're missing out on. I think that's what I'd, I'd love to dive into on this particular episode. Well, I equated to, you just mentioned some of the major cities, right? And I equate Rome and New York's a perfect example for most Americans, right? People go to New York city. What do they know in New York city? When I go to New York city, I go to Soho, 
I go to Tribeca, right? I'll go to Brooklyn. I don't sit in Times Square, right? So if I and just that, went and to that Times is, Square. That is not what most people who are going to New York for the first time do. I, I told this story of exactly. an episode or two ago. I think maybe in the tail end of the last season where my landlords from upstairs, they just went to New York back in August. <laughs> and she's like, I've been and I'd never go back. And I'm like, what? Exactly. I love New York. I love New York. Where did you well, go? Exactly. Yeah, Same and, thing when you go so, to Rome. Yeah, yeah. She went downtown Manhattan. You know, she saw the glitz and the glam, the big rowdy, blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, the Americana. But it was dirty, full of homeless, violent, you know, all this kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, I mean, that is part of the big city, but is that all you saw? That's all I saw. Okay, well, you really haven't seen, you saw you saw a slice of the pie <laughs> of the Big Apple, you know? Exactly. But you, you didn't really bite into it that deep, right? I mean, and that's what we're saying about Rome for, for most people. Yeah, it's a big city too. And then what happens is, is people, there's two types of people. There's people that, like you just said, they've been... But they saw the highlights. The Vatican, I would never hang around the Vatican. I would never stay at the Vatican. I would see the Vatican. And then they go to the Coliseum and then they walk mm -hmm. around in all the traffic and the busyness and mm -hmm. what am I seeing type of thing. And what happens is they're just seeing the highlights just like you would at Times Square. But they're really not staying in the right area. Mm -hmm. You know, 90% of the customers I talk to, they're staying near the Vatican, once again. Or they're staying up near Spanish Steps. All the nice high-end hotels with bad food and all the, all the tourists, right? So what happens is, is this is their vision. They put the two days in, the two and a half days in. They haven't had a local dinner with uh, a local Roman. They haven't been to a market tour and maybe even doing a, a local food tour to understand the food of the Jewish people, the food of what, you know, what makes up the food of Rome, right? Uh, get out to Stacchio, get out to Monte, all different areas. And what happens is, is they think that's Rome. It's just like you think that's Times Square. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example is my neighbor. And I'm going to use my wife too in this. And I'm sorry, I'm going to take a couple of minutes here. My neighbor, I, I see him and he's he's been to Italy about four or five times. He's been a couple of times with me. And he's like, I don't want to go to Rome. He goes, I've been there. I played a concert at the Vatican. Okay. Wait, right. wait a second. Paul doesn't uh, listen to this. Does he, does he listen to the yes, podcast? No, oh, okay. I, Hi, Paul. <laughs> We'll put a shout out to Paul. And, you know, he doesn't like busy streets and traffic. And then he so he went one time with me and he felt the same way. And I'm like, dude, interesting. we're only here for a day. We landed here and we're leaving. You know, you're not going to get what I want to show you. So my wife was the same way. So we what's funny thing about it is about five years ago, I said, hon, let's go to Rome, spend some more time. And he goes, ah, I don't know. I've already been multiple times. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, but you've only been where you landed, stayed overnight, checked mm -hmm. out something, met a partner, and left. So we're at a um, we're at a, a presentation last week um, for uh, the local uh, Italian culture club, and I'm doing a presentation on the regions of Italy, and people are doing some Q and A with us. And the guy, one of the guys, lady says, so Denise, what is your favorite city in all of Italy? Now, Brian, you've traveled all of Italy with us, most of Italy with us, and she's been to Sicily. She's been to, you know, everywhere. And she says, Rome. I was like, why? She goes, I don't know. It just has everything for me. Wow. I love the antique shops up there, uh, up past the Spanish steps. I love Trastevere. I love, you know, I love the history. I love the food. She's explored she's a like, little bit more. And she's just because yeah. it has it does have everything, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you just you know that I mean, you just went back, what, two weeks ago when you were there for a couple of days, no, a month and a half ago now, mm -hmm. and you stayed there a couple of days. Why did you stay in a couple, couple extra days, Brian? Yeah, because, because there, you, you there's see so something. much that I haven't seen and explored. And, you know, it, it's easy to say, OK, I've been to New York. And, and what you mean mm -hmm. is you you got off a plane <laughs> at JFK, you took a cab or, you know, public transit in, into the city. You, you spent two or three hours walking around. You had a dinner. You slept overnight. You got a flight out the next day. Uh, okay, you haven't. I mean, yeah, you've been, but it, it doesn't mean you know it, you know, and I think mm -hmm. she's starting to get to know Rome a little bit. We say the same if you, you know, if you listen to our season two on Naples, um, then you heard us talking about people the first time that they get into Naples. It's abrasive. It's ugly. It's it's loud. It's, uh, you know, graffiti everywhere. 
it's dirty, it's noisy, and the dialect is harsh, and all of this. It's so so many things, so many little obstacles and barriers to kind of push through. But when you start to get to know Naples, you fall in love with Naples, and you never want to leave it. <laughs> so I think that's mm. that's the the charm is learning to push through some of that. I want to pick up on a nuance that you you talked about though. Um, you know, with Paul's experience of, uh, the, the traffic and the noise and the big city. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big thing for people in, in any of these global cities that you go to, you're going to, to kind of face that challenge of, if you're not a big city person, you're not going to like big cities in general and that's fine, you know, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not something in that city that you would find appealing and that you could fall in love with and you'd want to go back time and time again. Um, I, I remember in September, so a few months ago now, we we had our group with us. And as we're going through different cities, it was interesting to see how um, hmm. our, our folks reacted to each city based on their expectations of it and their own personal preferences about the you know how big or small or quaint of of a city it was so we started off in venice and then from venice which i I think everybody really adored i mean that they just loved that coming you know it from from the states and arriving in venice and taking the boat into the lagoon and getting to the and just walking around everywhere not a lot of noise not a lot of traffic because it's all boats you know and waterways Mm -hmm. and alleys and and all of that well, also where we kept them too, right? We kept them in, a, in our particular quieter area exactly, for locals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I'm exactly. I'm I'm nuancing it based on our experiences where we go, where it's we true. take people. Yeah. And and then we went to Bologna, and I was expecting people to be blown away with Bologna because it's uh, it's one of my favorite towns to go to here in Italy. And they were mm-hmm. like, "Well, it's busy, it's noisy, it's." And I'm like, I did not expect somebody to say that Bologna is busy and noisy. But the contrast there is understandable. Of course, they got to Rome, <laughs> and that was even <laughs> busier and noisier. You know, uh, and it de- again, it depends on where you go and what you do, and you know, and the big, there's big crowds. But that is also part of the appeal uh, about Rome is that it's big. It, it's it's you know mm-hmm. it's like Texas it's you know bigger is better and everything's big and gaudy and just over oversized overdone and you know the from from the ruins to uh, the food to er- everything's just a little exaggerated and that's that's a good thing that's a that's some of its appeal um, but then you you fall in love with those little quaint alleyways and like uh, your wife mm-hmm. was saying about you know finding the the antique stores in certain nooks and she's gonna you know she wants to make a beeline there the next time she comes back around because that's the appeal for her so yeah interesting uh, the experiences that people can have and so I think we're, we're trying to build a case here for getting to know some of these cities and spending a little bit more time there rather than just the well I did one night in Rome I saw Rome, you know, I did the Colosseum or whatever, and I, I don't think I'd ever want to go back. Okay, you haven't really been to Rome yet. You haven't seen Rome, you haven't you don't know Rome yet. Però davanti a un bivio sono sempre due le strade dove scegliere di andare. Costantemente dare a chi non ti dimostra mai quanto ci tiene. Non posso fare sempre il primo passo e venirti ancora yeah, what happens is people have this impression of a city. I'll give you an example, living in Nashville. We're going to go to Honky Tonks and we're going to go on Broadway. All right. You know, there are other, there are other things to see. I mean, it's not like New York, <laughs> but like you talk to people and they're like, yeah, I've been to Rome twice. I'm all done. I'm, I'm going to go because my daughter wants to go. I want to show her. And we're going to go to the Vatican. Well, does your daughter like to take boat rides? Or she, would she like a picnic in the Borghese Gardens? Do you love art? You know, the best, I feel the best art museum is the Borghese Museum, right? And no, I didn't even know that. Well, you know, it's like a central park in the middle of Rome. You never Mm -hmm. been? No. So it's like almost like these, you know, what Instagram or what uh, our impressions are of a city are, you know, not truly what that city has to offer behind the curtain. 
you know you know it's like you know it's the same thing with you know same thing when i think about people think about sicily they think about taramina or they think about palermo and the mafia you know so you know so there's certain things that over the years naples that's perfect Mm -hmm. naples good for pizza but it's dirty and you don't want to go there you know you Mm -hmm. might get your my friend like the guy paul again i'm gonna go to paul paul won't go to naples because he heard from someone uh paul you go to the beach you put your blanket down you come back your blanket's gone (laughs) <laughs> so he has this impression of Naples that uh-huh. you go to the beach in Naples on the on the on the shore, they're gonna take your blanket and all your stuff. You know, first so of all, just, first of all, okay, so many things wrong with that picture. Number one, never go to the beach in Naples. Beach. Okay, yeah, Naples. <laughs> all right. Second of all, I've been here ten pork. years. That's never happened to me. Nobody's ever taken my blanket. And it's probably not an Italian. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, right. exactly. Well, anyway, <laughs> rabbit hole. <I> digress. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm uh, saying is, people have impressions of what they hear, and you know, for that one day they go into the city and, and then they tell all their friends, "Yeah, we did the Vatican Coliseum. We did the Vatican Coliseum." But 90 percent of the time, they're not getting back to that. Go ahead. Yeah. One one more thing I want to highlight, tease out here as we're we're getting into this. Um, uh, and and I want to talk about arriving in Rome. Like the, you know, this last trip in September, we we arrived in Venice. We ended in Rome, and we were we were actually mm-hmm. talking about maybe reversing that. Should we ever do that <laughs> group trip again? We were talking about possibly reversing the polarity there and starting on the other end. But um, one thing I want to tease out before we talk about arriving in Rome is. The, the difference here between a, a Naples and an, a Rome. Um, in, in Rome, several, uh, or sorry, in Naples, I'll start there, a couple months ago, talking with one of the tour guys, we were just, t- we were talking about how much Naples has changed over the last 10 years. And, um, you know, I, I remarked, I've seen Catania uh, for the last 30 years go through an amazing transformation down here in the, in the deep south. And I was asking her if mm-hmm. Naples has been, she said, absolutely, Naples has been changing. Uh, uh, it, it's getting harder and harder to find like the, the real authentic things are becoming a little bit more. Yeah, you know, uh, like Main Street, you know, Broadway in uh, in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a little more glitz and glam. And you, you're learning now in Naples for the first time that there are places in the city to avoid because they're just they're just appealing to the masses. And, and that, of course, changes the 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 culinary tradition in the area they cater towards the palate of Mm -hmm. of what's being asked for instead of holding to their recipes you know the traditional stuff um and and you know all of that begins to to shift and there's the big groups that come through and the the mass appeal and the money and all of this thing begins to change uh quarters and the neighborhoods around the city and so it gets it's kind of like playing um you know, a, a game where you're shuffling things around un, under the shell, trying to look for the real Naples, you know, and that's why we have guides, uh, you know, and we, we've talked about that before already. But when, when I was in Rome on that last trip, uh, I'd stayed over a few days and then I came out, uh, took a car service back to the airport, a new uh, partner that we were trying out. And I was asking her on the way to the airport, I said, now, You've you've been doing that forty years. She's been um, she's about to retire. She's been driving forty years mm-hmm. there. Um, wow! And uh, great gal. And I was like, you know, tell me your experience. How how has Rome changed? And she laughed. She said, Rome has not changed. From her perspective, <laughs> the Eternal City is the Eternal City is the Eternal City. The the uh, you know the same problems that they've always had. They continue mm-hmm. to have uh, the public transportation breaks down or the metro system you know finds another archaeological site has in their path of the where they're trying That's to true. dig new new tracks and you know those things of course continue. But by and large, Rome has stayed remarkably the same from from her perspective. And and you know I I say that's an appeal point for those. Uh, looking to come back into Rome or to Rome for the first time, you're you're seeing a real, you know, yes, there are the tourist traps and the places to stay away from, but you are seeing a really genuine expression of a of a very very old city, sure. and you know the old Roman Empire, and I mean just a lot of very continuous history, and that's what's so remarkable. 
there's a very long continuous history here in this city that's um yeah, uh, you can go. You can find that, and we talked about this on the episode about Matera and some other cities, um, you know, here in the uh, the Middle East and all of this, where you've got these really long-lived, continuously lived cities. But Rome is an excellent example of um, s- something that. Uh, remains true to its own identity. And, you know, of course, that means a lot of Romans. And if you're one of our partners (laughs) and you're listening to this, I apologize in advance. But a lot of Romans are, you know, very egocentric and and, and very, very, uh, you know, um, how do I say it? They they defend the honor of their city, you know, with their dying breath. Rome is the end all be all. All roads lead to Rome, you know, and it yeah, but it's yes. easy to see how you can become, you know, how you can get there because there's a lot of appeal. There is a lot of appeal mm-hmm. for Rome. So all that said, let's let's close that chapter. Let's move into this next uh, portion here. I want to talk about. Um, the appeal for using Rome as a, a landing city. So this is your first impression. We talked about that a little bit on the last podcast. I want to get back into that here. Uh, this is your first impression. So you, you get off the, the flight, usually early in the morning. Um, you mm-hmm. wake up in European airspace and you know you have your really terrible breakfast on uh, whatever airline that you're coming in on, and you land, uh, you're a little jet lagged and tired and making your way now uh, to your B&B or your boutique hotel or wherever you're going in Rome. Um, what What is the advantage of using Rome as a gateway city? What What comes to mind immediately? Well, first off, I'm going to take, take a step back. The advantage of using Rome as a gateway city is there's more availability to fly in. It's easier to get to, um, you know, so that's the one thing. And Milan's the same way. Milan's easy, uh, also has more flights than anywhere, um, Rome and Milan. But the problem is Milan's so up north. It's a little bit different logistically um, to start a trip up there unless there's certain things like yeah. Como or, you know, staying in the north. That's a huge because, point. For, uh, but, you know, for those that don't know their geography, Rome is super central. Mm-hmm. We're talking, if mm-hmm. you're looking at the long leg of the boot, you know, it's right in the center of that and the kneecap and the kneecap. Yeah. And so you get, <laughs> you get this great, uh, ability then to either head South or generally North. You can go, you can be at the other side of the, the, uh, little peninsula on the Adriatic sea in two hours. You hit, mm-hmm. uh, Piscata, Ancona, all that go up to mm-hmm. Rimini, uh, Ravenna, uh, lovely area, hit the whole, uh, Marche region, all of this, uh, brutes, all of that, really lovely area up there. Um, but generally, you know, you're, you're two and a half hours down to Naples, two and a half hours up, you know, if you're driving anyway, uh, to be up into, uh, you could get to a CC, uh, super quick into Umbria, cross right over into Tuscany. And we'll get into all of, all of that, but just to give people an idea of the geography, super centrally, located and easy to yeah. base out of if you're going to try to hit some of these other things either on a day trip or in your your next move the next city you're going to after rome yeah exactly and so what happens is you land in rome and it's it's a great place because it's you got energy right we talked about flipping the trip we were talking about in september and starting in rome because of the energy because you have jet lag, you're, you're you're excited, you're ready to go, and you get to see, you know, the eternal city. And then after a day and a half, two days, three days, whatever you're going to be, then, all right, what are we doing? Are we using Rome as a base? Are we going down to Pompeii for the day? Are we going to Naples for the day? Are we taking a flight to Sicily? You know, maybe our tr- maybe your trip is a Sicily, a Sicily trip. Right for seven days, and oh, yeah, guess we just what? had we'll we just Rome. had clients come in and do that. They based out of Rome two or three days, came right down to Palermo, mm-hmm. direct flight, easy hour long. Did a well a even week. Puglia. We had a customer last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they came into Rome, did two days. They've already been to Rome several times. Mm-hmm. Um, gave them some great experiences they haven't done, and then they got on a train and went down to Bari. And did all of uh, Puglia, Matera. Took the train back up and flew out of Rome. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's more about, you know, I know we're talking about the city itself, but you could make an experience coming in and really enjoy yourself. And then on the way out, 
same thing coming out, but it's great. It's it is a great destination to get around Italy locally or to get to the harder points to get into, such as a Sicily, as a Puglia, like you just said, uh, mm-hmm. Marche or into Abruzzo. Most people don't even go to Abruzzo, right? For, or go to the Adriatic, but it is easy to get into those. Or even go to um, Bracciano, lake, uh, the the lake. You know, if you want to get some, get on the water on the on the uh, what do you call it? on the Mediterranean or on the lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's also. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you're spot on there. I think we take that for granted when we think about Rome. We think about Rome going up and down the spine on a train. We don't mm-hmm. talk about east and west, and we don't think about flying out of Rome. You know, so I think that's something we 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 take for granted there too. Yeah, and you mentioned the the energy side because you know my I I would. I would have, um, and I don't know if I don't even remember if I spoke into this on the beginning when we talked about how to arrange this this trip uh, for our group in September. But it 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 seems logical, and I think we set it up for that. Uh, starting with that impression of Venice, and and it's low key, mm-hmm. it's easy, it's a soft place to land. Um, you know, it, it can be tough to navigate if you don't have it set up like we had it set up with with our our guides and assistants and all of this kind of thing. And, and it made it super easy and it's super relaxful. Um, and, and, you know, we ended with Rome, which is that higher energy. And I think the problem mm-hmm. was that after 12 days, however long it was that uh, we had our group here, 14 days, something like that, they were tired. And so mm-hmm. then trying to meet the energy level of what they found in Rome with where they were tired and at near the end of their trip and just wanting to kind of relax. Rome was not that, okay, now I'm just going to do low level and relax. You can, you need to know where to go. Just like we talked on the last episode of there are pockets of New York that I escape to, to relax or in Chicago to relax when I'm there. And Rome has the same thing. There are places that you can go where if you know where to go, little hidden coves and neighborhoods and, and things like that. And we're going to talk about neighborhoods in a second. Um, but there, you know, if you know where to go, you can do that. But generally speaking, most people's experience of Rome is really high energy. Same with Naples. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes it can take a lot out of you if you're not expecting that. And if your energy levels are low, if you're at the end of a trip, it can be harder. I think Rome is a great introduction because it kind of meets that energy level that a lot of people come in with and the excitement Excited. level and mm-hmm. they're wanting to see something, you know, they're wanting to see the shock and awe and Rome is shock and awe. It really is. And so when, when they come over and they get off the flight and they're like, yeah, I want to see, you know, the Roman empire. I want to see art and history. I want to, you know, the the food and the what you know it's just it's everything that you hope it's going to be but you've got to meet it on its own terms yeah yeah I totally agree and that's what you're right I'm not saying we made a mistake but you think about it in logistically and time wise if they did come in because they came back they were tired they came into Rome and they're like well we're in Rome we have to see the Colosseum we go to see the Vatican oh then some people want to go to the Pantheon then they kind of had to push to through door. a little bit and that's exactly. normal at the end of yeah. a trip but yeah but. It would have been nice to have it at the end because Venice was relaxing and it beautiful was. and he did one tour. It was. Um, so, yeah, it is exactly. And that's it's not just the logistics, but you're right. It's that energy you just mm-hmm. said. And, and and I landed. I'm ready to see Italy and take mm-hmm. it in. At the end of my trip, I'm going to be on the water. I'm going to be in Venice and I'm going to chill. No tours. I'm just going to eat mm-hmm. and take it all in. So I think that's where Rome comes in as the beginning of a trip. Too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah and good. so let's let's push into, um, you know, you've been going to Rome now and, and this has become a favorite now for Denise, who, you know, is kind of our 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 poster child for those that come over and have been once or twice, but then are like, I, n- I never need to go back. You know, I, I don't have any <laughs> desire to. But then, you know, time and time again, you keep coming back, you find new things and you, you fall in love with it. Um, walk us through a couple of you know, without giving too much of our our partners or our, our favorite things to do there away, and how we we uh, we counsel our uh, consult our clients. You know, without giving too much away, wh- where can you point people that maybe is off the beaten path or off of what they're you know on on their list of okay, I've got to go here, do this, try that. Where are some places that you would recommend going to get a true local experience what what has become some of our favorite you know to 
put people in certain neighborhoods or areas, even for their B&B, where they can easily walk outside and have, uh, a, you know, a, a more local, uh, contextualized experience that's just not all the, you know, central, you know, Manhattan, uh, Times mm-hmm. Square type experience. Yeah, I always, I, I say this, I mean, 10 years ago, if I said this, people would be scratching their heads. Now with, you know, everyone on Instagram and showing pictures, Trastevere is, is it. Now, the reason I say that is because people that are going to Rome want access into city center, right? Mm-hmm. So it's on the other side of the river, right? But it's only an eight to 10 minute walk to get into, let's say, uh, Campo de Fiore or into um, the Jewish ghetto, that area, Navona, all of that area. I like Trastevere, but... I don't like being right in the city center, not city center, but that local. I even go farther out of Trust Everett. Mm-hmm. I might walk I think you, you know, have up to the hill another, now because you know, it's becoming away. a little bit more known. But one yeah. of the things that's kept it um, mm-hmm. a little bit back is that it's not, you know, on any of the, the major uh, metro circuits. So you have True. a lot, you know, unless you're taking a, a, t- a cab or private car service, there's a lot of walking to do. Or if you know the bus, you know, system, then that that works in your favor. But a lot of people don't do the the public transport. Uh, they don't want to pay for a, a mm-hmm. taxi, you know, depending on their situation. They're trying to do uh, Italy light or whatever. <laughs> and so uh, it gets a mm-hmm. little harder to get into. Um, and then you're far away, you know, each day, if you're there to see the major historical sites, you're, you've got a long haul, you know, every day on yes. foot back mm-hmm. and forth. And so that can be a, a negative for people that are there for that reason. But I, I like that area, that zone. And I, I agree with what you're saying, even pushing a little bit farther outside, because as it's become more well known over the last five, eight, even 10 years, um, mm-hmm. it, it has kind of grown in its popularity. You're, you see a lot more tourists there than before, but it's still lower key than a lot of the main, you know, traffic areas, let's say, uh, of Rome in general. And so there's still a lot of positive there and you can still really, you, you can eat really well in that, in that area, yeah. in that neighborhood. And, and, and what, and what customers like about it when, when they, they come back from it, they're not, they're not getting, they're not worried about falling off a sidewalk and getting hit by a car, right? They're not worried about buses coming up and down. If it's, if there's anything that's crowded, it's the amount of people, right? But you're not seeing people with umbrellas and 30 people in tow. You're not seeing a lot of the, the tourist uh, attractions. You're not getting that until the other side of the river. Um, and what I like about it is you still can, like we, st- I just stayed in a hotel. I'm not going to mention it, but it's, it's still seven minutes away from uh, Calisto, Bar Calisto, which is probably the more pop- most popular bar in uh, Trastevere. And it's a little monastery or a little convent, you know, it's, it's a nice hotel and I still have to walk down the hill. It's, you know, I'm still four to five minutes from mm. Trastevere city center yeah. or center town, but then I still got to walk another four or five minutes to get over the bridge. I don't mind that. You know, um, we have it's ways around that we can discuss too. it. I mean, it's, it's exactly. not a difficult yeah, it's, walk. It's, it's peaceful yeah. Yeah. and you know, it's, there's no cars running you over, like I said, but that's the, that's the one area because of where it's located over the bridge, you're right into it. And at the end, at night, you can just have dinner in Trastevere and relax and stay in your little little neighborhood. I guess you would say mm-hmm. that's 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 the one neighborhood I gear my gear people towards. Now there are people, you know, that want to stay in more five star hotels, and we talked about this. And you know, that's going to be up in the Spanish Step area. You're going to get the you know those you know in the Piazza Popolo right over in that area. Um, customers like that, but you you are really far removed. But the taxi access, the metro mm-hmm. access is a lot mm-hmm. easier in that area. And I think that's another area I like. But it does have a different vibe and a different feel. That feels more of, you know, uh, that, that tourist feeling. Um, but, I, you know, if I'm going to stay something, I'm going to stay on the other side of the river. Now, when I say the other side of the river, I'm not staying near the Vatican. You know, um, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's very touristy and dirty and, and it's definitely farther removed. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, um, I, I know that you guys have had a lot of good experience, uh, especially over the last couple of trips. Um, you know, some we, we put people sometimes um, around Navona, uh, Spanish Steps mm-hmm. in this area, especially on the depending on the kind of experience they want. 
I totally agree. Getting over to some of these other neighborhoods. I remember the the walking food tour uh, that we did a couple years ago. Uh, we had my friend Patrick down from from Zurich, and we were walking around. Uh, avo- avoiding uh, Vatican City, you know, uh, at every turn, but looking, you know, at some of these other uh, neighborhoods and and boroughs and all of that around uh, on this other side, I, I think you're getting a, a lot more of a true Roman experience um, because there is that kind of invisible wall of separation with the river there and the end mm-hmm. of major, you know, either Metro or the easy bus system that's running you from the, the station, uh, around the city. Um, you, you've got to pick up different apparatus or different systems for, uh, for bus transit, all that kind of thing. <clears throat> and so that makes it a little bit more kind of locals only <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some great uh, little boroughs and neighborhoods to the north of Vatican City uh, and different like quarters. Prati. I think Prati is great. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that area, it felt like New York a little bit if you yeah, remember. Yeah, because right? we went to so, the yeah. market there. We did uh, mm-hmm. we did another tour around in Prati. And you're, you're getting a feel of probably what Rome was like 40 years ago kind of thing. And, you know, before it got so much commercialized, uh, on the, on the historic center. And so I think there, there's an appeal there, but again, you know, it, it could be easy. I, I think for some people to get into those boroughs and neighborhoods be so removed from what they mm-hmm. had imagined Rome was going to be like, which is the big rowdy, you know, gaudy, glitz and glam over on the other side. Um, And so, you know, you got to look at what what is the experience that you're wanting here, but there's so much more to Rome. And I hope that's what people are are hearing us say on this particular episode is that there there are these, you know, the the iconic landmarks are, are there if that's what you want. There are true neighborhoods to give you a feel of Roman culture and life and local experiences and expressions. And, you know, in, in Prati, which is, uh, it's probably not on everybody's list uh, when they when mm-hmm. they go to Rome, but we've got some great local guides over there and walking food tours and the markets and, and all of that and, and really true, authentic, traditional food that mm-hmm. you know is is true to form and not been manipulated by the tourists palates coming in and you know them asking for crazy things that we eat over over in America but all, all that to say you know it, you're getting you're getting a more authentic uh, expression um, but is there is there anything else that's kind of off that beaten path we've mentioned several already on this episode and I think that's a high value uh, ad for a lot of those listening is, you know, the, these little tips and tricks of what, what am I not hearing when I'm, you know, listening or I'm, I'm reading a blog or the top 10 things to do on TripAdvisor, you know, this kind of thing. What, what are they not telling me? Where, what are some of the other little off the beaten path or, or hidden gems to to be thinking about on my next trip to Rome. I think that there's a couple of things. First of all, you talked about product. I think a lot of times, you know, people do major cities, right? And they want culture. And it's very difficult to do that. Rome, like you said, is definitely Rome, but they want to go to the market. Well, guess what? Campo de Fiori is, you know, is not going to be as many locals. There's going to be a mix of a lot more tourism. But like you just said, let's go to the let's go to Prati, go to the market in Prati. We've been there. There's no, there's no English speaking people. Mm-hmm. It's all the locals, you know, shopping there. So I think that's something you're going to look at, but you also got, you got stuff that, you know, like Tivoli, right? That's, that's a perfect example to me. It's a 40 minute ca- uh, taxi. I mean, train ride, right? Or you can take a car service and you can go see Hadrian's Villa. You can see Villa Estes. Most people have never been there. That is, it's no difference in taking a 20 minute 
or 25 yeah. minute taxi ride up into Spanish Steps and Trastevere. Why not take a, a nice taxi, a ta- taxi or a train directly into Tivoli and go see Villa Estes? Go see Hadrian's Villa. I don't know if you're familiar with Hadrian's Villa. It was the summer home of Hadrian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's spectacular. Tons of history there. Um, and then you have, you know, Testacchio where you can go over there and, you know, there's a lot of still in that area of Testacchio. There's still, you'll see a lot of ruins, not ruins, but, um, History of you know even the uh, the you know, what do you call it? the fascism regime of um, uh, why am I drawing a blank uh, Mussolini, Mussolini right yeah. so there's a lot of that there so there's a lot of stuff outside of just city center there's a lot of World War II history you know the World War II history museum you know there's uh, there's the prisons of Paul of Peter and Paul I mean there's a lot of things that you don't get on that. Um, you know, that f- top five top pantheon, 10, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, top 10 list. So, yeah. um, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on this other, uh, the Domus of, um, uh, I think it's uh, Nero, Domus Nero. It's his, uh, they, they uncovered his um, living quarters, mm-hmm. wherever it was. My wife knows a little bit more about that. That's another thing that's, you know, that people don't hear about. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's some definitely highlights outside of that city center that'll mm-hmm. stretch you a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, and, and a lot of times we hear about it from customers, you know, to be honest with you, you'll hear stuff about Rome and going, I really want to go see this church. It was a church a lady just gave us. It was 30 minutes outside. And I guess it was Mary's face was seen there or, or something. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she was Catholic. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting. And so it, it's stuff that is not, you know, something that's going to be in city center, but it's of interest to people that are going to see the Vatican, and they are Catholic. There are things outside of the, you know, the Vatican area that are, might be of interest to someone. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think you know there is there is a lot to see with it without city without being in city center into into Rome. And it's it, like I said, every time you go, it's like cracking open a, an oyster and finding another pearl. <laughs> you know. So um, so I, I just feel that way about Rome. Yeah. Uh, anything anything like I missed there? No, no, I, I love that. I, I think it gives us some good perspective. It's also a great little segue into what we'll wrap up with um, on this episode, but it's something that I think will be a con, uh, a continuing theme as we come back around uh, to each of these itineraries is, you know, basing out of a city for more than just one night, doing two to three nights even, uh, sometimes four, and and taking a whole day to do a, a day excursion um, you know, to some of the places like you just mentioned, uh, there's also some great lakes around Rome uh, within an hour uh, outside that you, you can either take public transportation, take a train, take car service, uh, go do lunch there. And you spend the day out of it. We, we encourage people to do that as well around Naples. There's some great places, even, you know, in less time than that, 30 to 45 minutes right around Naples where you're still in the Bay of Naples somewhere, but you're getting out of the hubbub and out of that busyness and you're kind of feeling the contrast there and you're getting a different pace of life and it gives you a breath of fresh air. That's so, so warranted. I mean, just, you know, an hour down to the South, you can go to Anzio or Netuno, uh, be on the coast, Mm -hmm. have a little bit of a beach experience. You can go up North about an hour and you're the same kind of, uh, you know, Santa Marinella, you're getting the same kind of, uh, a little feel of getting out of the city getting, you know, you're on the coast and cause you, you know, even though Rome is near the coast, it's not at the water. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, it, get, getting that feel is great because you're so close, you know, why, why deprive yourself of that? But it just, it's not something that a lot of people factor into their itinerary. And, and that's what we're trying to kind of break this open for people and say, you know, factor in those down days where okay we've been doing the tours we've been doing it uh let's take an you know it, either you rent a car or you you take a car service or a a train and you go to one of these other places for the day and you you just have a a really low key low pressure you know take a quiet walk around the lake uh, or at the coast mm-hmm. you breathe you kind of refresh, you recharge. Um, you know, we we tell people skip a meal every once in a while. That's one of the biggest complaints that we hear <laughs> is, uh, we well, <laughs> we ate too much. There's too much food. Okay, well, there's it's not that there's too much food; it's you ordered too much and you couldn't you couldn't stop. You know, so so skip don't, a meal for God's sake. Skip, skip a meal. You know, this is uh, I even when we do when we I love travel. Those you, reviews. 
you, when we travel together, you know, I try to do my carbs at lunch cause I know I'm going to burn it off a little bit walking. And then I, I do a, uh, a protein and, uh, and vegetables, uh, for dinner. It's also better for the, my digestion at my a- ancient age that I've, I've arrived at. It's a little bit easier on the, on the <laughs> digestive system, but it, it also helps me, you know, reset for the next day that I can actually, you know, eat something else. Uh, but skipping a meal is, is warranted. And in, in all of these things, one of the things that we're, we're, we're hearing and, and, uh, you know, was talking to one of our guides down here in Sicily and he's actually talking to our team as a partner in a, in a few weeks. And I'm excited to have him share because he was saying, you know, a lot of people come over to a Palermo, but they don't have an authentic Sicilian experience or they, they come over here to Tadmina. And so what they're doing, um, in, and we're coordinating with them in this is, to offer our clients the opportunity, okay, you did that walking food tour in city center Palermo. Now let's get you out mm-hmm. in a cooking tour in the countryside. So do you think that's going to be appealing? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's what people want. They want to be able to walk away and say, I had an experience, you know, I was, I was with a Roman, but I was outside a city center in someone's house mm. learning the old style that their grandmother taught them or yeah. the old ways that, you know, exactly. the Roman, the Roman ways, you know? Um, and that's something we're always looking for, right? That's, that's a continuum, no matter what city or town we're in. Um, and it, it is tough. You know that, I mean, we do it all the time, but it's, we've had experiences where that's not a real experience. We can't offer that. Right. And because, you know, it's like a conveyor belt and we don't want to, we don't want to offer that. Um, but yeah, you're right. If you can go to a city center and you, you nailed it, Brian, I mean, the other thing you would, you would say is go to Rome and then instead of heading up to Florence, go on the lake and go enjoy the lake Bracciano and stay there for a couple of days and then to take the car service up to Tuscany. You know, there's things outside of the norm That'll give you that experience to say, wow, I really loved Rome and I really love Lazio and I really loved uh, being in that area. You know, yeah, and a lot of people have seen Rome, but they, they don't know Lazio. And that's that's exactly. that's exactly what we're trying to say. But, you know, a lot of people won't get to that point of visiting something, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes outside of city center unless there's one or two things. One, they know somebody from that area. And they're going to offer them a, a very personalized, local, private experience. Or they have a, a company like Italy with Bella that mm-hmm. has the partnerships and have been there and done that, that know the value of getting out of that. Okay, you did the, the walking food experience in Palermo. Let's go have that cooking class you know, with grandma out 30 minutes in the countryside so that you can see the contrast of the, the old and the new kind of thing going on. And that's a beautiful contrast, but you know, people are never going to have that experience unless they've got that friend who's from there, or they've mm-hmm. got a friend like Italy, <laughs> Italy with Bella and, with Bella, and they yeah. come in, they have the partnerships and, and we know where to place you so that you can have that kind of a beautiful experience. And I tell you, most of the people come away talking about how awesome that cooking class was. Um, and yeah, I went to Palermo, but let me tell you, uh, I was in the fa- in, a, in a home of a family and we did a cooking thing and we had dinner together and I was eating like a local. That's what they come yeah. back raving about most of the time, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't normally talk about, Hey, I saw the, the Sistine Chapel, right? Um, we just had a customer last week in Matera. He was with his 85 year old father and mother, and they were in a safari truck. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been in that, right? Yeah. And they were just like the most unbelievable experience of their lives. And yeah. we went to someone's home and then we did an olive oil tasting at this local uh, local uh, olive olive uh, producer and olive oil producer. And um, you know, those are the things that we look for. And it's the experiences when you hear that, you know, I've been in Italy seven or eight times, but this is the most moving, mm-hmm. memorable experience we ever had. And it's, it's not like they're going to see a statue. Yeah, they're not seeing a statue. They're not seeing something historical. They're just seeing some family. It's cooking right. for them. Right. You know, so you're right on there. Yeah. That's so good. I think we'll be we'll be coming back to that around. And it made me think, I mean, it, it might be cool to, you know, in season four, even even talk about this uh, even more. We'll, we'll be alluding to it here in season three. But um, yeah, I, I'd love to drill down even farther into this. 
in a in a future season. So uh, that's something to look forward to as we walk through some of these other itineraries. We'll be alluding to the possibilities and and giving you some for instance and some examples of things you can do to break out of the normal top 10, you know, blog that you're going to find or the TripAdvisor reviewed places. Uh, We're going to give you the, it's not just the, you know, finding out the new thing or the, the hidden thing that nobody else knows. It's about having a really great experience. I think that's what we want to bring to the table here and hopefully that you're able to take away is that on your next trip to Italy, uh, you're able to come away with an amazing uh, once in a lifetime, but hopefully you don't just do it once, uh, type experience that keeps bringing you back time and time again. So that's all the time that we've got for today. If you're dreaming of coming over here to Italy, Think about coming over to Italy with Bella, and you can check us out online anytime, italywithbella.com. Sign up for your free consultation with Anthony and his wife, Denise, Italy experts for decades, bringing people over here to have fantastic experiences. Check out our Google reviews and see what other people have been saying about us. And uh, something brand new, uh, uh, we are now on LinkedIn. And so if you uh, are, yeah, if you're an affectionado of, <laughs> of that particular social platform, uh, you've already seen us on Facebook and Instagram and other places around. But check us out also on LinkedIn, Italy with Bella. And uh, yeah, send us your questions, your comments. Love to hear what you're taking away from these episodes and what you'd like to hear more of. Any last words from you, sir, before we say goodbye? No, I think uh, I, I like doing this. I know our first Rome uh, foray and our season one was a little rough, so it was nice to get back <laughs> into um, discussion <laughs> about Rome. And I think it was a little more breadth and scope this time than our first session, so maybe we take get rid of that left first session um but i think i think um you know i think we hit uh what people want to hear and it gave a nuance to rome uh, but i'm excited um i'm thinking you know next couple episodes i think we need to have denise on here mm. uh, and definitely she's the one that builds trips too yeah. so it'd be nice to have her voice uh listening in so i would Frank. love that <laughs> do we have to bribe her <laughs> to get her on behind the no, mic or she's, something she's she's all ready to go okay so. all right well hopefully uh next time around uh it will be one more familiar face on here at least for me to see for those listening a uh, a softer voice <laughs> than yeah. uh, than these two rogue <laughs> guys that you get to listen to all the time. Yeah, we'll see how our listening audience goes up when we yeah. add, add Denise, maybe too, right? <laughs> maybe maybe we just write all the podcasts. We have two women doing. I, I, um, I love it. I love it. The changing right. face okay, of Italy with Bella. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, hey, thanks for right. tuning in, uh, guys. We will talk to you next time around. And until then. Uh, check us out online like I said italywithbella.com and we'll see you soon ciao arrivederci ciao